This is the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your hosts, Roy Mangrum and Jamie Free. We're recording. We're recording. We're recording. We're semi live. So, this is it. This is the the first one. Number one. Who knows? So, uh, this is Roy Mangrum with the Barbell Voodoo Podcast, my co host, Jamie Free. We're uh, today uh, Prospect Combustion. So, if you hear a lot of noise in the background, there's some some fitness going down in in the background. So, we'll try to filter out most of that as we as we go forward and we'll uh we'll do the best we can i think it's pretty authentic to be in a crossfit gym when you know we're doing these it's kind of cool you you see regular people working out you know what crossfit really is it's, it's about the community and it's about you know making sure that everybody every type of body like i'm looking out here there's every type of person on every here. type of person there's like, there's like seven people in here in an open gym so every type of person i can see right now that's true and the uh the our podcast studios are not finished I mean, I didn't even know we had one. So well, well, we don't. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll, we'll keep me on the need-to-know basis. On the need-to-know. So I just, uh, I, I guess I heard uh, the rumor. I guess it's not technically a rumor. As of uh, this morning, you're going to regionals. Is that true statement as far as we know? I mean, as, as far as the numbers go right now, we were just waiting on... For some reason, Scott Pancheck to accept his—I <laughs> mean, accept his uh, individual invite. Uh, I didn't know if he was going to go team or not. Uh, his brother and the other person they had went at individual. So right. you know, we were just waiting on him, and then all of a sudden we popped up from 20th to 15th. Um, so take the top 15 right. as of right now. I think based on what the rules say, yeah, we're—we uh, we yeah. may get an email. That's so, awesome. So and that's uh, CrossFit Vector United. And do you know when the emails will go out? Or I think it's a Tuesday. So we're so looking at the 19th, yeah. Confirmation on Tuesday. So this will be, for the people that don't know who you are, most people do know who you are that's listening to this. Of course, we have zero subscribers at zero. the moment. Yeah, so you know so who I, know. I am. So yeah, nice. everybody listening <laughs> right now knows exactly who you are. This will be your second trip to regionals. 2013. Yes. 2013, I went as an individual. individual. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Uh, what's that experience like, especially... You know, your first trip there, the butterflies. Oh, the butterflies are huge. I mean, you have tons of people watching you work out. And uh, I actually, my first day, I ended in last place. I started to think if I even belonged there. I didn't even know. I was like, man, people are going to think I cheated to get in here. People are going to think that, like, who is this guy? Um, But thankfully, um, you know, I had a little bit of vodka that night and <laughs> calmed myself down and uh you know I, I able to fight back and into 30th place so I moved up 12 spots awesome. which is really nice awesome so and that was uh 2013, 2013. so between 13 and 16 what's jamie free been up to i disappeared uh, as a missing man no i uh you had some injuries I had a lot of injuries right? shoulder injuries i hurt my shoulder at regionals uh, hurt my right knee the year after that, and uh, so that's 2014, 2015, and then finally, somewhat healthy, um, started doing Ramwad, uh, got massages and, and a lot of ART, uh, and um, you know I'm almost 34, so I, I have an old body, and uh, 
it, it just seemed to come together this year. I ended up in sixth. I think I'm 62nd in the region, which is my best finish in, since I went. So wow, that's awesome. So looking at and I, I kind of was thinking about this um, this year during the Open. Mm-hmm. Looking, we went. We always here at Combustion when uh, we're programming, getting ready for the Open. Mm-hmm. Greg throws in a ton of repeats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking at some of them and and looking how how much has that landscape changed as far as who you were competing mm-hmm. and where your fitness level was in 13 versus 16. What's that? I wish I was this fit in 2013. I would have done a lot better. Um, the problem is everybody is that fit. Right. So everybody's getting better and they're getting younger. So, I mean, we have a guy in our region that is 18. He was finished 35th. You know, Hal Fisher. Oh, yeah, um, Hal Fisher, yeah. So, you know, you have – I'm 34 going against 18-year-olds, you know. Yeah. They don't have the wear and tear. They don't have college football on their bodies. Like a lot of us that are our age, you know, played sports in college. Right. You know, we were former athletes. And these kids are coming out of high school, you know, learning how to lift at, at you know, gyms like this. You know, and, yeah, it, and it, yeah. it's one of those things where it's making it that much more competitive. And then they dropped down to like 20 from each, each region. And right. it's like, all right, well, there goes my individual thought process. I guess I'll just – shoot for team which you know fits my skill set a little bit better that way it just seems like and I, I guess it's, it's the evolution of any sport of anything mm-hmm. that 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 fitness curve has changed mm-hmm. where you know what would get you to regional in 13 mm-hmm. now you know where would well, that even I don't know where would that even put you it puts you about 60 second. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, you know, is, is not good enough to get there. But I, I think that with uh, people getting paid more money, people getting sponsorship to, to work out, essentially, I mean, these guys are making good money, or at least moderate money, off of, you know, sponsors and, you know, Reeboks paying them and, you know, Grid Leagues paying them. And they're making this money, and, and they don't have to work. They, just, they work out and they recover. They work out and they recover. Um, you know, obviously... Rich being the, the gold standard. Right, um, right. I, I've worked out with him a couple of times, and, and he he works out and he recovers. He eats. He works out, recovers. I mean, it's it's he's a machine, and I think that's what these top full, guys have to be. It's full time job. Full time job. A lot right. of these, and you're talking like the top fifteen to thirty guys in the world. They all do that, yeah. you know. And then there's the other the other you know middle group that. Uh, that they, they're piecing to, piecing it together at this point. They're grabbing a sponsorship here, a sponsorship there, and they really have to work for it. But you know, they're still working out three times a day, making sure that they're recovering properly. It's just they have to work a little bit harder for it. Yeah, I know. Like, um, you know, some of the people that are that are going uh, team. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a couple other people that are uh, on another team. You know, one of them's a full-time cop. How, I'm in in my mind, I'm like, how does that even, how do you find the time to get that in? It's hard. You I know? mean, I, I own two businesses right now, and I'm pretty much work my rear end off in between my two workouts. You know, so I work out in the morning at CrossFit Vector for about two hours, and then I go. Wait, your morning is? 4 a.m. Yeah, 4 I start at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the gym at 4 a.m. Yeah. stretching and getting ready to work out, but. So I'm starting there, and then I start my clients. I start, I go to the store, and I work there, and then I'm on to, you know, I strength and conditioning coach at a school midday, and then I have clients in the afternoon, and then by the time I get home around five, I 
hit my second workout. You know, usually it's a strength portion or a, or a, or a Metcon. So, you know, it's my my day's split up. I'm always doing something. Um, you know, I, I've been going to bed earlier, which is nice. <laughs> so I, I'm in bed by like nine. So here's, here's something. This this is not something we plan on talking about, but um, I've kind of been curious about. It. I've heard uh, the positives and negatives training so early in the morning. Mm-hmm. How you know? I think the the argument was your testosterone's thirty percent lower or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the, the things I'd heard. Um, myself, I have to, I have to train at five thirty in the morning. For me, that's the time I have. If yeah. I don't train then probably not going to be able to fit it in unless it's nine o'clock at night and i try to like you were saying i I try to try to go to bed a little Mm -hmm. bit earlier um what are your thoughts you have any thoughts um, opinions i mean it's a it's a necessity at this point yeah i I don't if i didn't have to work out at four o'clock in the morning would i i mean i don't know maybe it's just what i would have been doing but I, i mean i'm most of the time it's long you know, high intensity interval sprint sessions on either the assault bike, the rower, or, or a skier. So um, you don't really need a whole lot of testosterone to push through that. You just have to do it. It's a mindset at that point. And then if I hit some sort of you know technique or or mobility at that point, and then later in the day I'll hit strength and something like that, where you know I have a lot of calories in me, I have plenty of energy, and I can go ahead and finish that off. Makes sense. So, I mean, it, it's really what it comes down to is is how how are you differentiating yourself in terms of your recovery process? Because everyone has a programmer, everyone has you know the opportunity. There's tons of people that do nutrition now, um, myself being one of them. You know, I know what I'm doing, and that's how I manage to stay at this whatever level I'm at. But you know, how are you going to differentiate yourself as recovery? You know, are you using a Mark Pro? Are you taking ice baths? Are you doing ART? Are you doing all the extra stuff that's needed to make sure you're ready the next day? And I think that's where people are, are, are making leaps and bounds is they're ready to go that next morning, that next midday, no matter what. Yeah. And that the, the recovery part is huge because, mm-hmm. you know, I think any anybody can get into a gym and, you know, Put in an hour, train, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about it here a lot, you know, what did you eat last night for dinner? How many, mm-hmm. how much water have you had? How many hours sleep? Mm-hmm. You know, the basics, yeah. not, you know, and, and some of those other things, of course, on top of it, but, you know, your mobility is, mm-hmm. is an issue. How many minutes outside of this gym are you spending on it? Oh, none. Okay, yeah. well, you're sitting in a chair for eight hours. Are you going to make any headway? Yeah. Not really, you know. You got to put some work in outside of here too. Um, one thing I wanted to, to ask you about is talking about your nutrition background. Uh-huh. So, and I may have this totally wrong, but at one point in time, you worked for a hockey team. Is that right? No, I worked. I was okay. in professional sports. I worked okay. for um, a major league, minor league baseball team, so the Oakland A's okay. AAA organization. And then I worked for the Sacramento Kings in the NBA. Okay. But that was more as marketing. Okay. So I, I handled you know, a lot of business, business to business work. So. Okay. Um, I didn't start really doing nutrition until about 2007. Okay. Um, with Max Muscle out in Natomas, so okay. Sacramento, California. Right. Um, and then I just fell in love with it, man. It was one of those things where, you know, it, it just made sense to you. Like, everything I was doing, I was just doing because I was I, I was good at sa- selling it, you know. Right. I was good at sales. And um, this was more 
the, the checks and balances of what your input and what your output is, what works best for your body. I just like the science behind it, right. um, you know, and I just fell in love with it, and I've been studying it ever since. So for you, is there is there a lot of, in the beginning stages of that, is there um, where you're kind of like testing on yourself kind of? I've, tr- I've tried everything. Yeah. Like I've tried paleo, I've tried... Um, Got that carb night. Um, yeah. By John Kiefer. Um, 30 grams of carbs, 30 grams of fat every, yeah, every couple hours, I think it is. And then there's uh, the uh, carb backloading. I yep. tried that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I tried that when I went to regionals. Um, and I got bod potted at like 6% body fat doing that. I was like 224, um, which is way too heavy. I was strong, but I was I couldn't move well. Right. Uh, I, I check in at like 211, 212 right now, and that's just doing kind of my own thing, eating balanced and, uh, you know, spiking it around workouts, making sure that I have plenty in my body to utilize, but not too much. You know, you know with too much in your body, you're going to eventually turn that to fat. So, well, well, yeah. That is true. and there's no one way to do it. And I think the problem out there with nutrition right now is like people are like, all right, here's a template, just follow this. Well, that's not made for you, you know, and you're yeah. not like me. Your body's not the same as mine. So, you know, and I, I mean, I, I've done a little bit of research on some of the ones out there and I've, I've purchased some plans from some people just to kind of see what they're doing. And um, there's, it's just the thought process that one person is the same as the next person and you can just dole out Essentially, take people's money and give them something that someone else got. It's like cookie cutter programs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. cookie cutter programs. You can get that at Muscle and Fitness, and for six ninety nine, right. if you want to go pick up a magazine. And I just don't believe in that. So, well, and, and you know, the the thing, you know, with my background in, in powerlifting, of mm. course, you know, was how many cheeseburgers could you eat during during your squat session, which was usually three. But I'm impressed. Yeah, oh, awesome. well, you had to start early as yeah. you're warming up, which is another thing, you know. We, now that I'm around CrossFit, the whole concept of warming up was totally foreign. Foreign, yeah. because you know, back in the day, you know, your warm up was trying to get your briefs on and then rubbing ice hot on your knees. Knee sleeves are on. Heat All was right. on in the car. You're yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that that was the warm up. But <laughs> um, which I, I kick myself now because I see so many mistakes that 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 I made back in those days that, you know, would have made a huge difference. Probably not, but it would have made some some difference. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you left stuff on the table, but you can't turn back time. It is what it is. You learn the lessons and you move forward. But Well, you know, I mean, I think about that sometimes when uh, no one taught us in college how to, because like, it was a Division three. no one taught me how to lift. And if I knew what I knew now then, I mean, it makes me that much better of an athlete, you know, going in more explosive, knowing how to use my body properly. Um, I think that's really, with all the, the, the crap out there about how CrossFit's bad for you, um, that's what I've learned the most is, is how to utilize my body to the best of its ability. And I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most about people who don't understand that is uh, they, they just don't get, they, they think that every study that says CrossFit injures people. I mean, I've seen people, ultra marathoners, get rabdo more than anyone else. No yeah. one talks about that. No. I think, you know, one of the things that's great about CrossFit is that, and, and just the thought process of, of this type of workout is that it incorporates 
powerlifting. You know, you have your strength programming. It incorporates your running. It incorporates, you know, ski. I mean, who, who does, who has a rower in their gym? You know, I mean, yeah. but there's there's professional rowing. Yeah. You know, it incorporates so many different aspects of, of what athletes do all in one, one space. So, you know, I think what it really comes down to is coaching at that point. And, you know, while there's some great coaches out there, it tends to be few and far between no, in between boxes. You're, exact, you're so. exactly right. And that's I think that's one of the biggest problems. You know, what really brought me um, to the table with, with CrossFit was – you know, being around powerlifting for, since I was 15 years old, that was when I did my first competition at 15 years old, and it was it was such on the fringe, like it was no one talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, if you caught you know world's strongest man on TV, I felt like, hey, that's us. You know, yeah. even though we're not doing those movements, we're just squat, bench, deadlift. But it's it was big still, guy lifting stuff. It's big guy lifting stuff, and yeah. you know, it was bastardized. I guess for better choice of words, you know, bodybuilding, eh, you know, it was there, but it was like one powerlifting magazine, you had powerlifting USA, if you didn't get that, you didn't get anything. And then, you know, got to give all the credit in the world to Martin Bell, Jesse Burdick, for those guys. Making it mainstream. You know, making it, you know, making it mainstream. Did a Reebok deal out in front of everyone. I mean, I see... Super trainer stuff everywhere. I mean, I own a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it, what he's done is he's, he's taken a lot of the stigma out of it. Yeah. You know? So he's, he's approachable. Well, he's easy to talk to. And I like to, you know, uh, not to use the professional wrestling analogy of pull the curtain back so you can see what's going on, but, you know, there was these guys are meatheads, they're all mm-hmm. stupid, they're all this, they're all that. And he's kind of pulled that curtain back where you can see what goes in and, you know, you can think powerlifters are stupid. Sit down and listen to Louis Simmons talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, you know just what reading, I mean? I, reading his books. I have yeah. his book of methods. And just reading his book. Actually, I also have the one that's, that's a really good read. is sports-specific training. Right. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, he's not a dumb guy. No. I mean, he's, he's incredibly intelligent. He knows he's good at what he knows. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's, I mean, that's stuff that I use with my athletes. So, you know, well, can't be that dumb. You know, he's got a... He's got a couple of guys that are pretty strong and a couple of guys pretty strong under his uh, watch. Yeah. So I think he uh, has figured out the whole strength game. He's done okay. He's done all right. Yeah. Uh, they got a big supplement line about to come out, I, I see. That scares they, me. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of supplements? Uh, they're, they are legal supplements. Legal. Okay. <laughs> legal supplements. Yeah, those are the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would uh, be for another podcast. Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, so we're actually we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. This is the the of course the first one. So you may not hear any of this. You may not. Yeah, I probably <laughs> will delete most of this because I stuttered and stammered the whole time. It gives it personality. It's it does. Okay. It does give it personality. Uh, so next week we're actually uh, we're gonna be um, at, in Cookville, Tennessee, on site. On site. Um, mayhem for mustard seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're going to try to grab a couple people, pull them to the side, mm-hmm. spend a few minutes with uh, some of the athletes and just personalities of people walking around. Um, yeah. You know, the, the whole purpose of what we were wanting to do is there's a, a million podcasts out there, and a ton of fitness podcasts, yeah. and everybody has an opinion. And, uh, you know, my biggest thing was the stories. Yeah. There's a ton of stories. Everybody's got a story of 
where how did you get here and you know yeah. it's a lot of interesting stuff and just I've picked up over the past year and a half mm-hmm. you know being around a lot of these people I'm like how does people not know your story like, yeah all right well, well there's a lot of inspiration will. I think that's one of it the is. things that's been great about CrossFit and, and learning about it is the inspiration that comes from what adversity people have gone through you yeah. know so I mean right now I'm looking at a firefighter um I'm looking at a power lifter. Uh, I'm looking at probably... a preacher back here? You get a preacher. I mean, yeah. how many times are you going to have that all in one room yeah. working towards a single? Yeah. You know, I, I think that is what CrossFit does. It, it allows everybody, no matter what your background, to be into fitness. You know, you don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to look the best, but you, you're going to perform the movements properly and you're going to get the best time that you can get. And yeah. I think that's that's the beauty of it. It's the journey. It is the journey. It is the journey. All right, so, uh, Jamie, people can find you uh, on the interwebs. Interwebs at uh, 27health.com. That's uh, T-W-O-S-E-V-E-N, health.com. Um, just mainly a blog and, and how I talk to people about nutrition. Yeah, do you do the Twitter machine? I think it's Free Fitness 27. Uh, um, and Instagram? Instagram is 27 Health and Wellness. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. All right, so next week, we'll do this again, right? Sounds good. All right, hope we didn't screw this up, and uh, thanks for taking the 22 minutes to listen to us babble. (laughs) See you guys. See ya.